Well, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. I just want to remind you guys that we have an awesome time coming up. We have a camping trip coming up. Do we have any updates, Ms. O? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm putting her on the spot. <laughs> this is going to be a really good time. When we were talking about camping and the, you know, the conversation came up about, you know, we'd close the doors to church for a Sunday. God, there's just those religious parts of me that I'm like, no, you can't do that. Like that goes against church. And what if somebody comes on that day and we're not here? Oh, my God, that's going to be so bad. But I think it's just so much more important that we invest in ourselves and deepen our family relationship. There's, a, there's, another, there's another Sunday. It'll be fine. <laughs> Here's up. Okay, yes, I'm so excited. Just building memories together and our kids playing and just looking forward to it. So we have now um, 16 families coming, so yay. We got all the um, campsites booked. Um, so if you haven't booked... Um, but you still want to come, we'd love to invite you to come out. So you can come out that Saturday, the Friday, the Sunday. Just be with us. Um, we're going to have lots of activities involved. So if you don't feel like camping, just want to be with us, come. Um, we will start collecting money, and we'll have a sign-up sheet. So I know Amazing Sarah will probably be a part of that, too. So, um, so yeah, we'll probably talk about that more next Sunday, but just collecting the money. Um, so we'll have a sign-up sheet for that. But thank you so much. And if you have any questions at all, just let me know. Amen. We're going camping. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, um, the um, couple other things that uh, I don't know if y'all know. I know a bunch of us in here know Dub Alexander. He's a big part of our life and um, School of Kingdom and, and all that. Um, he actually has um, a... Um, uh, what do you call it? A uh, There's a Zoom thing going on this week. I can't even think of the proper name name for it at the moment. But um, if, you'll, uh, if you're interested in School of Kingdom, it's, man, it's $29 uh, for this. It's a four-day deal that he's doing, and it's uh, some of the, the basic stuff that he teaches in school. Uh, and, I mean, I would highly encourage you to go for it and try this. Um, uh, just It's 7 o'clock every evening. It's on Zoom. Uh, if you're not in SOK or have not been and you're thinking about it, uh, man, it, it just the, the revelation that Doug has stepped into and, um, like, man, it's just life-changing. So if you need 29 bucks, come and see me. I would, I would gladly pay for it uh, for you. Um, but, um, um, yeah, sorry, let me get my, I'm trying to get my notes together here. Um, had to jump between two different devices. Man, who, who remembers not having devices? I just remember having to write everything out and all kinds of stuff. Uh, any other? I don't think there's anything. Maryland is still out. We need to be praying for Maryland. Jim and Kathy are still in California. Be praying for them. They're asking for a lot of prayer. Matt, our good friend, Gonzalez, uh, is uh, free. <laughs> yeah. So um, he, um, we've been, you know, we've been keeping in, in pretty close contact and, He's, uh, he's got some scarring in his lungs from COVID, and he's beat the pneumonia and all that stuff, and he's free to travel now, so I'm actually working on that. 
Oh, that's what it was. Ryan Pena. That's what it was. Ryan Pena is coming. Uh, we had to change the date there. Um, and the date is, hang on. Ma'am? April 2nd. I can't hear you from up here, so. April 2nd. Okay. It's going to be a Saturday and a Sunday. We'll do the 5 o'clock on Saturday. No worship that night, just so we can really just kind of grab all the, uh, the teaching and the uh, impartation that we can. Um, and Sunday will be our regular service. Um, we we kind of have been liking that 5 o'clock on Saturday. We've heard from a lot, a lot of y'all that that works. Uh, that way you're not here till midnight if it happens to go. You know, there's people hanging around talking and stuff. And uh, so we kind of get out a little earlier. You can get your kids to bed and all that. Um, but, yeah, April, April 2nd and 3rd. Um, and then uh, I'm talking to Matt. We're trying to see what we can work out there. Um, I really, you know, Raquel and I really believe in um, getting these people that have this different revelation and just um, different giftings to come in and, uh, and impart to us. Amen? Um, but cool. Um, where's all our kiddos? Are y'all, are y'all ready for the dismiss? Yeah? Man, y'all look so good worshiping. Thank y'all so much for, for stepping in and worshiping, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Y'all go ahead and have at it. Um, yeah, it's going to be cool what they step into. All right. If you're with me here, um, open up to Mark again. Uh, Mark chapter 1. Uh, let me switch my... As I've been mentioning, I've been trying to get used to this new new uh, Bible app. I'm not, I don't like change too much, unless it's in my pocket. No. Um, man, are y'all doing good? Is everybody good? Yeah? Yeah. You know, there's a... I want to encourage you this morning. There's a lot of crazy things going on in the world, right? Sorry. Sorry, my knee just gave out. You're about to see a grown man cry in a minute. (laughs) No, no, I'm I'm good. I just need to move over in front of this thing. Thank you. No, I don't want to move. Um, Okay. Yeah. Okay, there we go. There it is. Okay. Um, I have this. My knees are gone from all the years of Thailand, and uh, every now and then my kneecap uh, it shifts, and when it does that, um, it's one of two things that happen. It either just kind of floats around for a minute, and then it it'll it'll go back and no big deal. Or I get these massive lightning bolts around it and under it. And um, that's what just happened a minute ago. And it'll go back and it'll be fine. So uh, we're good for the moment. <laughs> Praise God. I think just speaking that out. <laughs> it said, oh, no, I don't want no Jesus. And it left. Um, turn with me to Mark chapter 1. Um, when you get there, let me know you're there. Uh, say amen or something. I know this, the think the screens are still out. We're waiting on the landlord to fix the, uh, the breaker and stuff. 
Um, man, there's so much going on in the world around us today. Uh, we have to remember that uh, it's not just that God is the God of hope, but that you are the people of hope. Uh, hope is your middle name. It's in your DNA. Um, you don't, I mean, that's who you are. You're a son and a daughter. And, and we have the living hope inside of us. Amen? So um, all of this stuff that you've seen going on in the news, uh, the stuff in Canada, the stuff in Australia, the stuff even just here, Russia maybe fixing to invade Ukraine, and there's all this, all this stuff, right? Uh, the economy right now and, and just everything. But we have to remember that we are the people of hope. That's who we are. Amen? And so no matter... Not just when you're talking to others, but when you're talking to yourself. You're the people of hope. I don't like a lot of this that's going on. Um, I, 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 I was not happy with the, um, uh, much of the direction that our, that our own government is going. It's, it, it's the government. It's not so much the, the people of our country, but it's the government. And I'm not happy with it. I don't like it, and, and that's, that, it's okay. It is what it is. And uh, we'll get through it because we're the people that have the living hope inside of us. Amen? And so we'll continue to push forward. I don't care what Fox News or CNN does or any of that. We're just going to push forward. We're going to keep being dealers of hope. Yes? Uh, and the, um, the receivers of hope. Uh, you and I, in this, time, in, in, in this time frame, I believe we're meant uh, to press in deeper into the, what we're calling out and praying for our government for, what we're calling out over our government uh, and over the world. Um, you know, it's not, just, um, it's not just a simple thing to just live. Um, we have to pursue life. Does that make sense? So let's pursue by calling out the goodness of our God over our government and over all these situations and things because... Isn't it funny how just a few people can change your life? Like they can make a decision like that and it can change your life, right? And, uh, but the thing is that changes the circumstances surrounding our life. It doesn't change the inside of our life, which we get from our Father. So anyway, I wanted to throw that out there because it just seems like it could, we could sway off real easy, amen? We don't want to do that. Um, so here in Mark chapter 1, we were here last week, and I, I really, um, uh, how many of y'all come out of the, what we call a church culture? You know, you come out of that, that thinking that God is always mad, you got to walk on eggshells, and uh, you know, we call that the church culture, or better yet, angry dad theology, yeah? Um, you know, we don't uh, believe in that anymore, we believe that the word uh, actually contradicts every bit of that. Uh, and most of that angry dad theology um, what, is only a few, um, a couple of centuries old. It's actually, it's not actually even a very old theory. Um, and that's all it is, is a theory. Um, and we believe, uh, just like the disciples did, in the goodness of God, in his heart. Uh, and, and man, there's just so much of that... Um, Really, I believe the, the, the simple way that, that the reality of God has been shifted or twisted, I believe it simply comes down to information and communication. Um, you know, 
500 years ago, or whenever it was in 1611, when they, when they translated uh, the Bible into the King James Version, you got the Wycliffe Bible and you know, several others, um, there, there definitely was not the understanding of language that we have today. Uh, there's been improvements in understanding and uh, deeper understanding. And um, a lot of people couldn't even read back then. Isn't that interesting? That the majority of society and, and, and life could not read those years ago. And they had to rely on what people were telling them, right? Uh, and I, I believe that a lot of this has led to some differences of understanding. And also, too, it's just, it's just a different language, right? Um, uh, we have interesting conversation, John and I do, about his version of Spanish and what is right and what is not. And, um, you, you know... Um, I, I try to get him to see it, but he doesn't. <laughs> uh, we'll leave that right there. But it's a great example, right? John, turn around, face front. It's okay. Face front. So I want to talk to you this morning about the word repent. How many of you in here have heard somebody say the word repent or, you know, church service, Right. You remember, so we got saved in one of them uh, uh, good old uh, missionary Baptist churches where, you know, it was always beating on the pulpit. You'd beat on your Bible. You would flay your Bible around and you would spit. You had to get the, you had to get the spit going. And it was, you better repent. And then we, we uh, actually shifted over into an Assembly of God church, which is pretty much the same thing, except we believed in tongues and, and the gifts of the Spirit where our good uh, missionary Baptist uh, brothers and sisters, they were cessationists, where they did not believe that any of that happens anymore. Um, so we get into our Assembly of God Church, and it was uh, pretty much the same thing. Uh, and then, so then that's where you get this beautiful mashup of Bapticostals, you know, and Catholics. Um, and there's so many different uh, denominations and churches and, and ways that think where they Shout that message of repentance. And I'm pretty sure if you've heard that before, like if I look around the room, uh, the way you heard about repentance was, you know, turn or burn, baby. Repent or you're going to go to hell. You're not just going to hell. You're going to hell. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody? Is that the way you heard it? You better stop doing this. You better stop doing that. You better not act this way. You know, for a long time, it was the haircuts and the dress. And, you know, even now today, there's full denominations that they believe that uh, I joked about women the other day. Sarah, you'd really be going to hell this morning. You not just got jeans on, you got cuts all in them so people can see your legs. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, and, 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 and really, really seriously bad is a pastor's wife or the other pastor's got a nose ring in her, in her nose. Like, oh, my God. And then, don't get me started on tattoos, man, you bunch of sinners. You know, what's so funny is uh, the other day, uh, y'all, y'all, most of y'all, if you're, if you're family here, you know that I, I have this skin issue that I'm dealing with. And the other night, all our kids were over, and uh, they're just sitting there talking. I just got out of the shower, and I had put this cream on my arm, and Raquel wrapped it for me with saran wrap so I could go to bed and not lose the cream and all that. And... <laughs> Yeah, some Josh Arnold, man, he said, hey, uh, did Chris get a tattoo? And we had several other people that came and actually come up to, hey, uh, can I see your arm? 
But just so to make it clear for the YouTubes and the, and the podcast, um, I do not believe those things anymore, although I did. Um, and that word repentance has, has stuck with me because it is one of the main things. John the Baptist, the precursor to the Christ, was shouting it from the rooftops in the desert, right? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We see right here in uh, Mark chapter 1 and verse 14. Uh, now remember, John had gotten taken away, arrested. And verse 14 says, Now after John had been taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. You have Acts chapter 2, where when, when Peter, uh, the Holy Spirit, fell at Pentecost, and he begins to preach, and it's one of the words that he uses, repent, right? And we've come up with this thinking, this ideology, that it means to stop your behavior, right? God forbid that Chris Sanchez listens to... Uh, Little Joey La Familia or something. <laughs> Remember, uh, I viene Sapo. Right? Remember Sapo and Pepe Le Pew and y'all remember them songs? Chris is like, no, I don't remember those, brother. I don't know those songs. <laughs> yeah, you do. He used to dance to them. Still does in the garage, right? He puts his lowrider hat on and grabs you on, on a heat and doing the cumbias out in the garage. La Fibre, you remember La Fibre? Yeah, fever. Oh, sorry. Yeah, man. We used to think that that word repent meant that you had to stop listening to that. You had to stop. Now, listen, I'm not all for, um, uh, please don't hear me. If there's some music that you don't feel you need to listen to, then, then don't listen to it. Um, the point is, is I'm going to show you in a second here, and I know most of y'all know this. This is another one of these tools for bringing kingdom to the world around us. Because that's what the world needs, is the kingdom. Amen? Amen? They need the kingdom understanding, the kingdom love, the kingdom hand, the kingdom insight from our Father. I remember there was a, uh, how many times have we talked to people, and um, there was a girl right here, one of Elisa's friends that we, we, were, we were praying for, she wanted to talk to us, and she says, um, uh, do y'all know what TikTok is? And she, but she said it from the standpoint that TikTok is wrong. She said it from that standpoint because you're Christians, and on top of that, you're pastors. Oh. So I know TikTok is wrong, but do y'all know about it? That's the way it came across. Sorry, um, TikTok is not wrong. You want to know a little inside thing about TikTok? It's created by China, right? Did you know that? They own it. So they're doing all the facial recognition for the American. No. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. But do you know in China, uh, well, let me reverse that. So if you look at TikTok here in America, right here, and you pull it up, nine times out of ten, they're trying to throw uh, either goofy or bad stuff at you, right? Is that not true? It's, it's, just, it's just constantly coming at you. The algorithm that they have, it rewards those types of things. But you know in China... It rewards uh, things that are like accomplishments, like 
higher educations, when, when kids pass some kind of great uh, test or things like that, it's really interesting. They have the algorithm geared towards things that help society rather than things that tear it down. So somebody said that it's a pretty cool conspiracy or pretty good conspiracy uh, theory that China's doing that to dumb down the American public. Take it or leave it. So anyway, back on track to repentance uh, because TikTok's not bad. Just uh, don't use it for bad, right? Um, but let's look at this phrase here. The kingdom is the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That's verse 14. Let me read it out of the Passion. Um, since the Bible app doesn't have it anymore. Anyway, a little side poke. He says, later on, after John the baptizer was arrested, Jesus went back into the region of Galilee and preached the wonderful gospel of God's kingdom. Uh, and his message was this, um, that at last the fulfillment of the age has come it is time for the realm of God's kingdom to be experienced in its fullness. Turn your lives back to God and put your trust in the hope-filled gospel. I will tell you that that right there, the way we just read that, is exactly how it's translated from the Aramaic and the Greek. Yes, it is. It is. Don't lie. Don't argue with me. No. No. So do you see the difference in our English language way back when, New American Standard, New King James, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The, the different way here is at last the fulfillment of the age has come. What was Jesus or what was God's plan all along to get man back to that place of authority and standing with the Father? Right? The fulfillment of the kingdom. That's what it was. Um, and so, uh, where'd it go? Lost it. Um, time for the kingdom, for God's kingdom to be experienced in its fullness. That is what the cross accomplished, was you and I being able to experience the fullness of the kingdom. Is this making sense? And so, he says, turn your lives back to God and put your trust in the hope-filled Gospel. So the word uh, repent that's used in the New Testament is metaneho. And you'll hear Dub talk about this if you're in school. But I went, I went doing, on a little bit deeper dig um, about repentance and because um, I, I want us to have these other tools in our belt when we're talking about kingdom, when we're talking about how good our Father is. Uh, I had a guy come to the house the other day when we had that gas leak I, I may have mentioned this I don't remember and he man he was just so stuck on he, he was even believing that God causes all of the bad things in life you know God is the one that sent Katrina because New Orleans was so sinful and um, he's the one that brings cancer because that person was doing this or that and I'm like man brother you are wrong <laughs> you know I didn't tell him quite like that but there's a need for you and I to have these tools in our belt so that we can bring the kingdom the way it's supposed to be. Because you in here, you know it already. Amen? Them out there, they don't. They don't. We were just talking the other night, was, had some people over, and we're talking about 
how to bring the kingdom message to the other people around us. Think about all the other churches around that have not seen this understanding yet. Like, how do we, how do, we do that? We're, we're going to figure that out, right? Because we want to infect the city of Conroe. Amen? Um, and so these are just some of the tools. So this word, uh, metaneho, it actually means in the definition is to change one's mind. To change your mind, right? Uh, the second definition is to change one's mind for better, uh, heartily to amend with uh, abhorrence of one's past sins. So there is this, this point of looking back on how things used to be and at some of that stuff, I don't want to say despising it, but yet I want to say despising it, right? Um, the bottom line is it means to change one's mind. Uh, as it goes a little deeper, um, I, I love the way that this, um, a little bit of the, of the Hebrew kind of shifts. Uh, I mean, the, uh, the, the Aramaic. And it's another, another way to express it is to think differently or afterwards and to reconsider. So um, does that have anything to do um, with your behavior? Not at first. See, repentance is about changing your thinking in your understanding and not your action. Repentance is about changing your thinking of your purpose and your identity. And your actions follow the change of the path of thinking. Does this make sense? See, um, I've used this analogy a lot in here. And I feel like this may be, uh, you may think that I'm repeating some things. I, I think I am a little bit. I dove into this definition of this because of some things that I was seeing with certain aspects of life with certain other people. And think, man, there's just this, there's this lack of understanding what repentance really is. Repentance does not mean that I have to stop listening to this or stop watching this or stop doing that. I mean, yeah, look, you don't need to watch pornography. Amen. That's, that's a given, right? Uh, I don't think listening to Eddie Murphy raw or delirious is uh, healthy for your spirit. <laughs> I don't think that's healthy uh, for you as a person. Amen? And yes, I'm showing my age because half y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, um, but the point is, <laughs> had, have you ever been to the place where you realize that your, your, your thinking changed on something? You know, I remember... Um, so now we go to restaurants, and, and I've always been pretty interactive with people. Um, but man, if I get bad service, I'm done. I'm done. I don't, I don't want to go back. Why am I going to go back and, and pay money at that place, right? That, that's how it's always been this real hard, hey, man, I'm out of here. You ready to go? And she's like, no, maybe, it's, maybe there's something different. Maybe it's a different waiter. We'll come back again and we get that same guy. Oh, now I'm really not coming back. But I remember the day that my, my mind shifted. 
I remember the day that my thinking repented because it wasn't so much about this guy's giving me bad service as much as, man, what's going on in his life? Here's my chance to inject the goodness of the Father into the life of somebody that has no clue about it, and I'm ready to never come back. You know what I did, Angela? I actually gave him a bigger tip because last time I, I, I didn't give a good tip at all because I didn't get good service. Isn't that what tips are for? For service, right? You do great, you do good. And I remember so clearly the thinking, you know, maybe he just needs a touch of goodness so he doesn't act like that anymore. And I remember going, wow. Raquel was right again. Yeah, she's got a button that she pushes, and it makes me say it. <laughs> but I remember, I remember when my thinking changed. And that is what repentance is. And my hope is that you and I walk out of here, and, and we find the place that we can... What's the word? Um, redeem the word repentance with the people around us. You know, as soon as you, you ever had, had this one? <laughs> when they find out you're a Christian and everything changes? Oh, it's even worse when you're a pastor. There was one of uh, Zoe's HCA events and... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I was walking around here or something, and, and, and you had some guys, an older, bigger guy. He was stopping everybody from coming in the sanctuary, you know, pointing them over that way. And um, he thought I was going to go in the sanctuary, but I turned to go to my office at something. He was like, uh, sir, sorry. No. He's a little rough. He's a little rough. And I was like, uh, I'm going this way. Oh, all right. All right. Well, about 10 minutes later, I was walking by, and uh, I think John was with me or something, I think. And, uh, and anyway, somebody <laughs> saw me and told him, oh, yeah, that's the pastor right here. Man, whoo, Lord. I mean, if I wanted front row treatment, bro, I was getting it after that. He comes up and, oh, hello, pastor. I, I, I didn't know you were the pastor here. And I wanted to tell you, and he, he wanted to actually do something uh, in the in the in the event that night, and would it be okay? This and this, because it's your house. I want to respect your house. And do you need anything? Do you need water or anything? I was like, wow. I said, uh, no. I said it's our house, but it's her event. And so anything you're thinking you want to do or all like that, you need to talk to her. Uh, I mean, you're not gonna go right on the walls or nothing, right? You know. <laughs> but man, it just shifted so quick. Um, and it's funny how people do that. You know why they do that? They do that because of their wrong definition of repentance. They think that their actions need to be different because God's in the room. That's what they think, right? Can't tell you how many times they're cussing and then all of a sudden they find out you're, you're a Christian. Or I'll just mention something about church and, oh, man, you go to church? Yeah. Oh, man, sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cuss like that over there, bro. You know, and I'm like, hey, man, it's. 
It's okay. You ain't got to worry about me. And they're like that because of what they've heard of repentance. They think that God is ready to hit them with a lightning bolt. And they think that they need to change their actions when we just want to change their heart. We just want to change their understanding, not to brainwash them, but to give them the truth, the truth of what our Father is, the truth of how God is, the truth of how He sees them, right? The truth that they are special, that they have a purpose, an identity. They have a reason. Does this make sense? Are you all with me? Um. Yeah, to think differently or even afterwards or to reconsider. Um, and it kind of breaks that down into a moral situation or to feel compunction. Um, you ever felt bad for something or somebody? And, and it, it changes the way you think about them, right? See, in those moments, I believe that that's God trying to get you to a better understanding of compassion to a better understanding of how we should be. And that, what is involved there, is the changing of the mind. The changing of how you think. When you change how you think and believe, then the function of yourself will change. Does this make sense? So, so I know you want some more examples, so let's read some more examples. Uh, let's see, chapter 1. Let's go down here. Uh, we read a bunch of this last week. Um, look at verse 21. This is where Jesus, they go into Capernaum. It says, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and began to teach. Nothing out of the normal there, right? Um, and they were amazed at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one having authority and not as the scribes. They were amazed at his teaching. So one thing about Judaism at this time, uh, and still today, for those that practice it, it's very, uh, it's it's very um, repetitive. It's very, it's a method. You do this. Just, I mean, it's it's just point after point. But here comes Jesus, who's bringing kingdom, and he comes in, and he changes the way they think. See, they were amazed at his teaching. For he was teaching them as one having authority and not as the scribes. He was doing something different. He brought in a different understanding, so much so that it amazed them. And just then there was a man in the synagogue with an unclean spirit, verse 24, uh, saying, What business do you have uh, with each other, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And throwing uh, him into convulsions, the unclean spirit cried out with a loud voice and came out. Verse 27, they were amazed. So they debated among themselves, saying, what is this? A new teaching with authority that he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. So here he was doing something else different. Do you see their thinking is changed? There is repentance going on. He brought the message of repentance. Uh, because the kingdom of God was here. So, hey, come and change your understanding of what your purpose is, of what your identity is, of what you're meant to do. Change your purpose of having the fulfillment of the life of God, not just the actions of what you think it should be. 
This is what he came to say. So much so in verse 28, it says, Immediately the news about him spread everywhere into all the surrounding district. And it goes on. Uh, they talk about Simon's uh, mother-in-law. Uh, jump down to verse uh, 20, uh, 32. He says, When evening came, after the sun had set, they began bringing to him all who were ill and those who were demon-possessed, and the whole city gathered at his door. Why wasn't the city gathering at the door of the synagogue or at the scribes and the Pharisees, Sadducees? Why? Because they were sad, you see? Um, <laughs> So, the reason that they started doing this is because he was changing the understanding of what was meant to happen in the realm of the kingdom, which is what's meant to happen here on earth. Amen? Does this make sense? He's going and bringing them the truth, and it's changing. They're amazed. They're understanding so much so. You know why I believe it, it waited, they waited till sunset? I don't think they waited. I think they had to run out and go grab everybody. Because it says, uh, oh, where'd it go? Uh, immediately the news of him spread everywhere into all the surrounding district of Galilee. Right? Verse 32, when evening came, the sun had set. They began bringing to him all who were ill and demon-possessed, and the whole city gathered at the door. I think it took time to go gather the people and... I think they meant to do it immediately, but, you know, they didn't, um, they were probably all driving Fords back then. They didn't want to start, but, um, so, uh, verse 34, he healed many, uh, who were ill with various diseases and cast out demons, and he was not permitting the demons to speak because they knew who he was. We had a whole talk about, uh, um, casting out demons the other day. I think it's pretty simple. Um, we're not going to do the spectacles. Uh, here, we're just going to call them out, tell them to shut up and be done, right? Because we have that authority. Um, Jesus lives in us. Amen? Okay, rabbit trail back. Um, he did not permit the demons to speak because they knew who he was, just like they know who you are. Uh, in the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and left the house and went to a secluded place. While he was praying there, Simon and his, comp his companions searched for him, and they found him and said, everyone is looking for you. And he said, let us go somewhere else to the towns nearby so that I may preach there also, for this is what I came for. And he went to their synagogues throughout Gal Galilee, preaching and casting out demons. And it just goes on that, um, uh, uh, jump down to verse 45. Uh, he went out and began to proclaim it freely. Uh, this was the, uh, the, the man that he, uh, he cleansed, the leper. Uh, he spread the news around so much to the extent that Jesus could no longer publicly enter the city, but he stayed out in the unpopulated areas, and they were coming to him from everywhere. Do you know when you go back and you look at these, not one of these people did Jesus say, oh man, you got leprosy, bro? Man, that's because you got sin in your life. Shondai. He didn't, y'all know this already, he didn't go around doing any of that. He simply brought them life and truth and love and purpose and identity. And I wanted us to have this tool in our belt, this word repentance, it has nothing to do with changing your actions, but everything to do with changing your heart and your thinking. 
when we change our thinking, when we change our understanding, metanehu, then everything else will fall into place. Right? So as you're, as you're living your life, as we're walking through down these dusty roads that we live on, as we're driving by I-45 and, and everybody waves at you with one finger or pulls out a gun these days, it seems like every, there's so much road rage now. As you're at your job, as you're at the grocery store, remember the, the hatchet story that I told you the other day when we were at Lowe's? And we're just there, the, hat, the lady with the, you know, the hatchet. You didn't know, go back and listen to the message, man. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's funny, man, the way I said I was laughing at my own story the other day on the car. It's the same thing. Let's change our mind. Let's repent. Amen? But not this full on, you better get up here to this altar and you better have some tears on that altar. You better wipe them into the wood so that it remembers your name. And it remembers your spot. And we need the world to change their thinking. We need them to see the true understanding of what our Father, what our Savior, and what our Revelator, the Holy Spirit, wants to bring to them. Amen? Does this make sense? Do you have a, this, does this help with the understanding of the word repentance? Is this okay? Yeah? So stand with me if you would. Um, and this all ties in with changing your perspective. Right? See, if we started shocking John when he says these words in Spanish, it still wouldn't, he still wouldn't believe that they're bad words. He would just not want to say them in front of us. But if we could get him to really understand Spanish, then he would repent. And he would repent from the thinking that those words are okay. Man, that was pretty good. I think that... Um, I think the steps that we're taking... As core, the steps that are about to happen for us this year, it's going to require a lot of perspective shifting. Because I think even though, man, you guys are amazing and we have come this massive long road and these made these giant steps of leaps and bounds, I think we haven't even touched the surface yet of the power that core is going to walk in of the enlightenment that core is going to walk in. We truly are meant to set this city free and set them on a path of kingdom understanding, not for our glory, but for His, and also for their own. They're meant to walk in glory. This city is meant to be a glorious place. Amen? And we want to see that happen. And so, man... Let's open our perspective. I love what Raquel was sharing about perspective, right? If you haven't heard that message, man, go back and listen. That was just a few weeks ago. Um, it's, it's, I just listened to that one again the other day. And just the stuff she was sharing is so, so cool. But let's, let's be aware and let's look at where we can shift 
our perspective and our understanding. And let's watch and see who we become. Amen. Father, I just thank you so much for today. I thank you for your presence. Uh, I thank you for your understanding of your word. And man, this morning right here, I just, I just over each and every person here, Lord, uh, we speak just, a, um, you know that in Ephesians where he talks about the manifold wisdom of God, I pray that the manifold wisdom would just infiltrate our minds and our neural pathways so that we would begin to think uh, more like you in the areas that we currently do not. Uh, I know that many of us have so many strengths in our thinking and our understanding, but there's areas that we lack that new awakening or that, that next depth. And we need that from you, Father. We need that from you. So this morning I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you would reveal deeper pathways in our, in our thinking, better wisdom and understanding that comes straight from the Father so that we can become everything that you want us to become so that we will be that, that, uh, that city shining on a hill and that we will be the embodiment of who you are to the people around us in this world. Father, I thank you so much. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' mighty, mighty, mighty name. Amen and amen. Did you? Oh, sorry. I thought I saw a signal there. Amen. Man, God bless you. If you need, if you need prayer for anything, just come up and see us real quick. We love you all and uh, have a great week.